Hey everybody, I'm Eric Obremt and you're listening to Be Authentic or Get the Fuck Out. We talk about real shit, what's on our minds, and don't give a fuck if it makes you feel a little uncomfortable. So sit back, strap in, and get ready for some real shit. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Be Authentic or Get the Fuck Out. I'm your host, Eric Obremt. Housekeeping, share this shit. If you get anything out of it, if you got some help, if you think that somebody, a friend of yours, could get something from this, we don't have any sponsors, we don't make any fucking money, so please share this shit with your friends. All right, we're back at RoofCon 2022, and we're wrapping up day three, and I'm super excited. I've got a, I've got a cool story to tell, but I'm really excited to have my friend Matthew Mulholland on with one T. Only one T. Only one T. I lost the other one a long time ago. Where'd it go? It was a tragic accident. It, you ever get a kidney stone? I uh, have. You know what? On second thought, I probably shouldn't tell this story. Okay, that's where you lost it. Got it. Okay. All right, great. I'm really glad you're here, man. I'm glad we were able to make the time. Yeah. How are you? How you been? I've been pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Things are good? Yeah, you know. So, I don't know if you've heard the story or not, but one of the inspirations of starting this show was when I was on your show. Right. And I'll tell the story one more time. But after we got done uh, filming an episode on your show, we were in the little green room on whatever. What's that fucking app called? Uh, Uh, StreamYard. Yeah. So we're in the we're in the green uh, green room on StreamYard. And you thanked me. And I was like, for what? I wasn't that fucking good. Like, you know, whatever. You really were. I really wasn't. (laughs) And uh, it was very unmemorable. But, but, uh, and I was like, for what, man? And you're like, I just, I appreciate you being the same dude off camera as you are on camera. And I was like, that's not a thing. Like people don't do that. It's very unusual. Right. And I I don't know why that surprised me, but it did. And when I got done, when I got done that day, I kind of just started self-reflecting and I was like, there needs to be more of that. It doesn't need to just be me. Right. It needs to be other people. And that was the inspiration behind it. I literally, like two days later, I got on a live and I told that story and I said, I'm going to start a podcast about being authentic. It's going to be called Be Authentic or Get the Fuck Out, inspired by this moment. And it was inspired by you. That's cool. So thank you. Yeah. And now you finally have me on. The right. Thing. And now I finally have you on. Jesus. Well, well, as Could you know, if you, watch, if you watch the show, though, you know that I don't do virtual interviews. Oh, I don't watch your show. Right. That's why I'm telling you. <laughs> That's exactly why I'm telling you because I know you don't. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I try right. not to do virtual not interviews. Easy to be in so it's really hard sometimes to to get with people, and that's why we try to get a booth set up so that I can sit down and have conversations with people for at least 20 minutes or you know something where it's real. I think that you probably get more authentication, authenticity out of someone by being in person I because agree. you can kind of. It's not just about being on camera and all right. the necessary. If I'm looking at the camera, I can tell I'm on camera. Right. If I'm looking at you constantly right, right there, it feels more real. Right. You probably get better content. And I way. can get people to open up. Yeah. I can get people to open up a little bit more right. because we're sitting here and there's a, there's, a, there's a certain energy. There is. When you're with people. Yeah. Right? And when you're hiding behind a camera mm-hmm. on a computer, it's very easy to be fake i can get you to interact on anything i could fart right now you and could you would have an, a reaction i would on camera a that would never happen one. it's it's a shame a physical really. one yeah sometimes i fart on camera just to see what happens just for fun so what are you doing right now that you're the most passionate about oh hold on look at this fucking guy i mean we're filming that's tape though all right we got tape. Not duct tape no but you know what but it's gonna work yeah lexi tape 
All right. Um, so what are you what are you doing right now that you're the most passionate about? You know, I do a lot of uh, education. We teach um, at the National Claims Institute claims handling practices. Anymore. Because you were because you're not doing the PA thing anymore, right? I mean, I am a licensed PA, right. but I'm not. But you're acting not practicing. Yeah. yeah. No, there's yeah. no time. So you're like most Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred percent true. Right. It's so bad. That just pissed somebody off. <laughs> I'm Catholic. Are you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes it even better. Well, I grew up as one. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Practicing. That's fair. Okay. But not practicing the PA thing anymore. Yeah. Because you were for quite a while. Yeah. No. I mean, we had a uh, we had the largest PA firm in Georgia. Okay. We were handling like three thousand claims a year. Okay. So a lot of data, a lot of information to sift through in a really shitty state that was very difficult. Yep. So we have a lot to offer, but uh, one of the things I really wanted to just take on was the bullshit that is taught in this industry. Right. So there's so much echo chamber crap. There's there's engineering firms that are teaching things that have nothing to do with the insurance policy at all. It's just bullshit that just keeps piling on top of itself and rolling downhill, and everybody's everybody's teaching each other the same shit. Right. It's like, why, why are you teaching this person that? You learned that from an insurance adjuster. That should tell you something. Right. Why? Why? Right. So what are some of the things that you're teaching? So we, we our, our most popular course right now is called Dealing with Engineers. Okay. So anybody that deals with insurance engineers, engineers that are hired by an insurance company knows that the vast majority of the time there's going to be a denial yep. if an engineer is sent out. And it's because the system is gamed against you. And are you trying to teach more PAs or contractors? It's about a 50-50 split in that class. So let me ask this question, because this was, this was something that I was curious about. It's kind of hard when you have those two different groups of people in the same class, because one group can do certain things and the other group can't. Yeah. Right? It is difficult. How, how, how do you navigate that? Well, a lot of times uh, I pretend they're all contractors and talk about what it is that they can do. And then I say, who here's a PA? All right, if you get to this point, contractors, then you need to call those guys. So you focus on the contractor. I start off there. Start off there. there. There's a point where it has to be a policy argument. It needs to be a PA. Right. Um, You don't always get to that point. And so I'm not teaching. Thank you for fucking understanding that. Right? Because it doesn't always have to get there. I love all my PA friends and I love all my attorney friends and all that. But, like, it doesn't have to get there every time. You can show up. And if you're dealing with someone who's reasonable, right, which I mean, rarer that's... Rarer and rarer. Rarer and rarer, but but there are circumstances where that is the case, Yeah. right? And if you can show damage, and we can write a scope, right? right, You can discuss a bid. We can discuss a bid, then let's get to a fucking agreement yeah. and move on so we can actually help the policyholder. Right. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. You know, strangely, so many carriers say no to certain things and turn it into a policy argument, and then they get mad that someone hires a public adjuster. Right. They're trying to put the public adjusters out of business, but they could do that by not having to be in policy arguments. They absolutely could. That is a really, really, really good point, because if they if they played nicer with us, right, it would what's, put us out of business. what's Steve's thing, be nice. Yeah. Right. Be nice until it's time not to be. Right. But if but it, but if that if that came from the other side as well, we could. They could put PAs out of business. They really could. Um, I mean, they might do it in other ways soon. Right. Unfortunately, like, 
outside of that, you know, there's, and, and we teach ways of, of working with the insurance adjuster, working with the engineer. I get along with the vast majority yep. of them that are out there. They're all, they're all in positions where their hands are tied in certain right. ways. They hate the system too. Yeah, a lot of times it's not their fault. It, it isn't. And they're trying what they can. They're doing whatever they can to help out the policyholder. And nobody believes that they're the bad guy. No one believes they're the bad guy. They justify things in their head in different ways, and we've all done things that right. we probably shouldn't have, and we're justifying our own actions. Well, I think that I, I think to that point, I think there are a lot of people that think they're the bad guy, though. And I think this is a good place to have the conversation that if there's contractors listening, because obviously I do have a following of roofers, though, they they do you automatically think, that, they think that they're the bad guy. Yes. Or do you think that think they think that they're working a, for the bad guy? No, I think that you're at too high of a level because you understand the inner workings of that. And so you understand that they are working for the bad guy sometimes, right? right? But some of these newer people that are getting into the business, they think that that face that they're seeing on the roof is oh, the bad guy. Oh, you're saying guy. that you believe that they are the bad guy. I'm saying individually, I don't believe that I'm the bad guy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. And the adjusters no, don't believe yes, the adjusters. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Themselves. Yeah, okay, misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I do think, though, that because there's a large group of oh, contacts. definitely think. Because they're not always yeah. the bad guy. They think there's always going to be a fight. Yes. In fact, a lot of them think that their job is to be combative Absolutely. and if they're not a bulldog they're not doing their job correct and that's that's the furthest from the truth that there right. is it is slowly getting darker yeah somebody's dying yeah at least we got lights that guy's on the ground <laughs> that was an it's always fun doing game. interviews at a conference right. there's so much shit going on right <laughs> you can get really deep and you're talking about yeah they're playing full contact connect four over they there. are absolutely that's hilarious sorry back to the back anyway. to the yeah contractor pa yeah. insurance company yeah you know if you realize that the adjuster is trying their best or you make the assumption that what they're doing is something they don't understand right or that they are doing their best to work around you can work with those individuals if they realize that you're not going to be a dick to them. Right. Too many contractors and public adjusters are just dicks yep. to the adjuster, and it makes all the rest of us look bad. And then the adjuster goes, oh, fuck, another contractor or another right. public adjuster i got to meet with. Right. Yep. And it, it's, there's animosity on both sides. The school was created to teach both sides the same information so that we can at least start from a position of, this, of relatability Right. Hopefully reduce the amount of animosity that's right. out there. Well, it goes back to what I was talking about yesterday's empathy. Empathy. Try to understand where somebody else is coming from. Right. Because if you can understand where they're coming from, then maybe you can have a conversation about it to be able to resolve whatever it is you know? that you don't understand. And if you'd actually listen to what they're saying to you when right. they say, I can't do that, it's not that I won't. They're saying, I can't. Can't. Can't is a big difference. Huge difference. Right. So what can you do? Where can we work around this? Obviously, we can't accept it the way it is, but maybe there's some workarounds that we can work together on. Is there anything you need from me to help get right. something past your management? Right. I'm willing to help you. A lot of times, we just think that if they ask us for something, they're being a dick themselves. They're giving us the ball, and fuck, why are they giving me the ball again? I already gave you the ball. I already claimed this. Right. I don't have to prove everything. No, you fucking do. That's the job. Because I remember when I first started in insurance work, because like I've been doing this forever, right? But yeah. I did retail forever, right? Yeah. And if, if we worked an insurance claim, you know, 20 years ago, I mean, we didn't know what we were doing. They just show up and be like, oh, they gave us some money. I'd be like, great. Well, here's the price. You know, like that's all. I didn't right. know. I didn't know how to work. I didn't know how to play the game. Oh, man. Or anything Those like were that. Those days. 
They really were. Yeah. Right? Like they really were. Because yeah. you could have you could have a normal conversation yeah. with an adjuster or whoever showed up. And they actually they, they didn't think that you were the bad guy. They didn't think you, you were, were the bad retail. guy. Right. They didn't you're show up with nine bid. people. They we didn't, didn't have even to question show. your bid. No. No. No, because they're like, oh well, you're the expert. Right. <laughs> I miss those days. You're the roofer. It used to be. You know so how easy. to put a roof on. Yeah. So where are you teaching your classes at? So the school is in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. Okay. It was just south of Daytona Beach. Because I did send some of my guys to your class. Oh, yeah? Yep. That would they your say? First, one of your first ones ever. Oh, really? Yeah, it was your commercial. Commercial low-slope class? Yep. Did they like it? Yeah. Because I, I didn't teach that one. Uh, no, it, it did Andrew. It was Andrew Barron's. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm teaching that class now. All right. Um, yeah. I'd almost so. like to send them back. He, basically, what they said was the content was amazing. Yeah. I could tell that Matt or Andrew wanted to restructure and get it a little cleaner. You know, some of the things, when, when you teach a class for the first time, yeah, it, we we were selling it at half price, knowing yes. there was going to be hiccups and things. Yes. And we're going to have to tweak it to make it better. And we needed a lot of information back yep. from the students. Yep. Still at the end of every class, I ask people, if there's anything we could do better, please be blunt. Mm-hmm. All right? You're not going to hurt my feelings. If it sucked, it sucked. And I need to know. And if you don't tell me, you're actually doing me a disservice. Right. Most people don't believe that, though. Yeah, it's true. Right? Most people don't believe that you actually do want that input because they're like, I don't want to hurt Matt's feelings. No, please. Please hurt my feelings. Yeah. But no, they absolutely do. I sent sent Dan Satterley, who's now my uh, director of sales, um, and Ben Zeiger, who uh, actually ended up leaving and going back to North Carolina and working with his brother um, over at Ready Roofing. Yeah, he's a cocksucker. No, I love you, Ben, actually. But no, they did, and 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 they, and they brought back they brought back a wealth of knowledge, um, and I I would love to see what the new commercial class looks like. We definitely added quite a bit to it. We did restructure it slightly. Um, yeah. The overall framework really wasn't bad, mm-hmm. uh, but the flow wasn't quite there, and there was information that was missing. Okay, so we we filled it in quite a bit. We're actually teaching that class next week. Oh, okay, um, and that, that'll be the last time we teach that this year. But we do that one quarterly. Okay. And uh, we, we, have some, um, we have some boards in there with TPO. Actually, I've got some um, uh, PVC KEE stuff in there now. We're welding together so we can teach you how to open up a roof, what to look for underneath. Oh, really? So we, we peel some shit back. We actually hands-on feel what hail damage feels oh, cool. like on polyiso. Oh. Even when it's wet. You know, like different types of materials. There's, there's a lot of hands-on approach to it. But the entire class, we're applying the insurance policy mm. because it's a claim school. It's not right. an inspection school. So if you don't know how the policy works, then you don't know if you're on a worthwhile claim or not. Right, so right. I think that that's important to know at the end of it. I think at the end of the day, the theme of every podcast that we've done out here has been helping people. Right. Right? And I truly believe especially after this conversation, but like I said, I've sent my guys to your stuff as well, is that at the end of the day, you truly want to help people to be able to do things the right way. Yes. Right? And, yeah. and, and, and that's what, if, if, if more education in this industry would focus on doing things the right way instead of figuring out not just how do I maximize the claim, Fucking hate those. Hate words. those words, right? Yeah, because it the, gives us such a dirt. It, it makes us seem like very. It's dirty. gross and it's yeah. wrong, right? Yeah, but it's, it's like, like, oh, kick it to a PA. They'll yeah. they'll maximize the claim because yeah. what's the sell of every 
uh, not every PA, I shouldn't say that, but of a lot of different PAs is I'll get you so much, I'll get you 40% more than you would have got more than so, that you can, so you can compensate for the fee and yeah. blah, 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 blah. That's not the point. I mean, there's a certain amount of that you almost need to say just to explain why you're charging. Yeah. But the words maximize should not be on your websites. No. Get them off of your fucking websites. No, it absolutely I've actually said shouldn't. that in several classes. Yeah. And people start making phone calls right then and there. Take it down. It's yeah, really yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> and it was funny when, uh, and somebody else started uh, talking about how, like, contractors need to take insurance restoration specialists. Oh, yeah. Off of their. Yeah. Like or claim specialist, and everybody's it, making those phone calls. Doesn't it make you cringe a little bit when you see a, a truck pull up in front of you and it says "insurance claims expert" and you drive past it and it's like an eighteen-year-old kid? Yes, it's clearly an right. expert, right? Because at the end of the day, that may or may not be true, right? I've met a lot of PAs that I know fuck way more than. Oh no, that's right? True. I am probably more yeah. of a specialist than some of them are, just are because special. of my. I am special. Yeah, I've got the short bus and everything, um, but like I probably know more than some of them do, but. I've been doing this since I was 10. You should know more about roofing than them. <coughs> right, exactly. But I don't yeah. know more about policy. I you can't should've. read a fucking policy. Right. I can read through it. I can read through a deck page. Well, we have a <laughs> advanced policy interpretation class. It's two days long. And that's, and that's scary. And that's contractors 50, fucking, 50 contractor. yeah, like, be, be, be careful. Yeah. Because I feel like that scares me. Just because It's not as bad as you think. Most of the really? class is, it's... There's so many different ways to read some of this stuff. Okay. Ambiguity is all over these things. Insurance carriers will never admit that their policy is ambiguous. You have to go to court to get them to admit that. But because they won't admit it, you know where you can push. If you're trying to get them to admit that something is ambiguous or try to get them to define something that isn't defined in the policy or try to get them to just admit that they were wrong about something, they won't do it. Right. Their legal departments won't let them. Because it leads to long-term consequences for future claims. Right. And so they'll have to start saying things like, our position stands. Or, you know. Uh, okay. So here's 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 last question about that then. What can a contractor do with their policyholder? Let's say they did take your class mm-hmm. and they learned a little bit more about policy interpretation. What can they do with the policyholder and what are they allowed to, and how, or how would they say it? All right, so, so here's you know what the thing. I'm saying. For most states, they're not allowed to even give advice. Okay. And when it when it comes to policy interpretation, what they can say is, from my experience, I don't think that that's correct. Gotcha. And then they can direct them to someone that could give them advice, okay. um, or they can direct them to third party websites that have a lot of information. You know, I, I like to send people to a website uh, called United Policyholders. Right. Uh, uh, United Policyholders is up dot uphelp dot org. There's a ton of free information. It's coming from a third party, so the contractor isn't mm, telling them this. It's okay. the third party okay. that's telling them this. That's a nonprofit organization, and it's fantastic information put on by Amy Bach, brilliant lady. Has been doing okay. this forever. Yep. So there's so much that's on that website. We don't need to recreate that. Right. I thought at some point that I was going to do that. It makes no sense for me to do it's that. It's already there. It's there. Yeah. And it's a great website. Right. Direct them to someplace like that. They can get all the information they need. If they believe they need to get professional help at that point, by all means, hell, you can give them some referrals. Right. In most states. Right. So I think that a contractor needs to know where that boundary is. There are some people in the industry that will say, well, give the policyholder this letter to mail in. Right. That's a terrible idea. Right. Look, if you're giving them um, boilerplate letters, 
and it turns out that every single time There's you're a involved lot of those on a letters. claim, that same boilerplate letter shows up with all yes. your clients. Guess what? That's obvious. A lot of universities giving out those There's letters. There's a lot of universities. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. That give out don't, those letters. Don't do that. Yeah, they all look exactly the same. Yeah, identical. And they swap out your letterhead. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, you could get in trouble for unlicensed practice of public adjusting or even unlicensed practice of law by giving right. people advice on that. Right. There's a reason there is a license for public adjusters. I realize there aren't enough of us. Right. But we are accepting a fiduciary responsibility. We are dealing with people's money. It's not right. your money. It's theirs. Right. So you can't make decisions for them. That's why there's a license. But if you know when some bullshit is being spouted at you, right. which is the key for that class, contractors need to know how to interpret a policy so that they can recognize the bullshit yep. when it comes. And if you can recognize it, then you know when it's time to get someone yes. else involved. Yes. If you don't recognize it, then you won't know that you need to get that person involved, and it's just going to drag on, and you're going to lose. It's going to end up in an attorney's hands. Right. If you don't want it to drag on for the next two years, you need to be able to recognize the bullshit. Yep. You might be able to overcome it with you just giving more information that you can about yep. whether or not it's damaged. It depends on what the issue is, but right. you need to be able to recognize it. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, it's education. It and comes down I, to and, knowing. And I will 100% say you're probably the smartest guy that I've had on the show. That's scary. I've uh, seen agreed, some of the people on right? the show. Like, I have a pretty low bar, but like... <laughs> but, <laughs> But if, any, but if anybody out there genuinely does want to get educated and not just fly by the seat of their pants, go sell as much as they fucking can and try and kick it to somebody, you know what I mean? Like, right. take the time to learn and get educated. Look up, look up Matt. Look up the National Claims Institute. What's all the different... Nationalclaims.institute is a website. Okay. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, also, check out the YouTube channel, Listen to This Bull. Perfect. We talk about bullshit in the insurance world. Yes. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. Everybody tune There's in. There's a recording with Eric on there. It's an okay one. That one wasn't very good. I would <laughs> skip that one, but the rest of them are fucking solid. So please check out Matt. Check out, uh, it's listen to this bull. Listen right? to yeah, this I always bowl. say it wrong for some reason. Um, I always give the floor to the guest for the last couple of minutes that if okay. there's something that I forgot that you want to leave everybody with, now's your time. I got nothing. All right. All right. <laughs> do you have anything? I really don't. We, right. we got it all out. Well, I, I really appreciate you being here. I'm glad we were able to do this as we were wrapping up. Yeah. We had battery problems. We had yeah. all kinds of shit to overcome, but we did it. Remember, everybody, if you got something out of this, if you know a contractor or a PA or somebody that needs this kind of information, please share it with them. Share the episode. And remember, everybody, be authentic or get the fuck out. <laughs> Get the fuck down if you can't be authentic. Uh. Yeah. Swipes.